What's the name of this town? Detroit! I'll let Felix and Jarvis ask the next question. Are you ready to throw down? Church program.
thank you for joining us on that journey right now. We started this last hour of music with the brand new Nas, Michael and Quincy, King's Disease 3. After that, we heard Key and Chase the Money with Roland. These Hands, the new album, Three's Company, Murs, The Grouch, and Reverie. That track was Where I'm From. Dev Morrison with Guaranteed. Sort by Knowledge. Alex Reese with Pulp Fiction. New music from Mikos to God. That was Breathe off his new Astro Bounce project. MC Paz Woo off the upcoming album Through Time out everywhere this December. Keep your eyes peeled for that. A little Miles Davis, Backseat Betty off the live album We Want Miles. Don and Shafiq Hussein, that was off their album White Boys. The track was Bloomingdale's featuring Anderson Pack and Jimetta Rose. John Carpenter's theme for They Live. Some Weldon Irving, heard it all before. Boldy James and Sterling Tolls, that track was Birth of Bold off Manger on McNichols. And. He's dropped a lot of albums the last few years, but I think the Manger on McNichols is probably my favorite track, favorite album from Boldy. It was, he had been working on it for over 10 years, and I think it's his best overall album yet. After that, Cunningham Murder Act Part 2 featuring Big Crit. And we end things off with that Patrice Russian remind me. And thank you all so much again for joining us tonight. We do this every Sunday. Bring you the essential tracks you need to hear to end your week. Hope you guys have been paying attention to the track list and listen to some of these artists. Going forward, we'll be back next week with more music. I'm going to end things here with some lush life. Everybody, have a good week. Peace. Let's watch a full length movie. Welcome to LWAFLMOYT. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hello, Michael. Thank you for having me once again on this fabulous show. Have you? You wrote the theme song we just listened to. Very catchy. Uh, you, uh, uh, we, what we do on the show is called "Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube." We are airing right now, streaming on MutinyRadio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we watch a movie, and we want you to watch the movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time. Well, uh, we also would love for you to support Mutiny Radio by donating at their Patreon or Venmo account at Mutiny Radio. We uh, also drop as a podcast by our acronym you heard up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We have a great YouTube channel where every movie, except for last week's, gets to be posted with the podcast. Yes. Uh, 
And last week was a great one. It lasted over two hours. <laughs> and then I tried to upload it to Facebook, and they caught us again. They caught us on Facebook? Well, one for the history books. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we are not watching a movie. I just oh. got to vote on the Razzies! <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, as you know, this is... Uh... The weekend before the Oscars, and as you know, the day before the Oscars is when the Razzies get announced. What's yeah. the Razzies? Razzies have been around for 40 years, Carl. It is a celebration of the worst movie of the year. Every year, then the Razzies nominate the worst supporting actress, the worst supporting mm -hmm. actor, the worst actor, the worst actress, worst director, worst screenplay, worst ripoff, worst couple. Uh, then there's usually a wild card. And of course, the worst movie of the year. Full disclosure, I am a Razzie member. And uh, full disclosure, I think the last time I voted, I voted for The Love Guru. So I'm glad to be back. Thank mm -hmm. you, Pandemic, for allowing me to see every single movie on this, which I have, with the exception of a couple. And I'll mention it during our broadcast. Uh, it's always the day before the Oscars okay. happen. The Razzies. The Razzies are announced. So we are above the curve. We're doing this special episode where we jump in. We're going to see what the nominees are. We're going to tell you, we're going to figure out what's the what's the best of the worst, the worst of the best, or the worst of the worst, right? What is it? The, the worst, worst of the worst. You're going to do the best of the worst. You're going to vote. I have a deadline on until uh, Monday, so uh, okay. I, I have time because I have a lot more as we go through this to do. So, Carl, uh, we are very excited. We're going to start the show. Let's do here are the nominees for Worst Movies, Razzie's Award. Carl, uh, do you want to kick it off? Right, unless it's I do. I do have the list. Supporting Actor. Is that the first category? Uh, yeah, hang on a sec. Let me find that. That was in your... Worst Supporting Actor, yes. Okay, okay so we have uh, five nominees, and a lot of these movies are on streaming services or on your Netflix pay-per-view, Hoopla Digital. So uh, you'll, you'll hear a wide variety of well-known movies and a little obscure stuff. So for the nominees are Gareth Keelan, Keegan as the muscle-bound horse trainer in Diana, the musical, <laughs> Nick Cannon in The Misfits, Mel Gibson in Dangerous, uh, Jared Leto in House of uh, Gucci, Ben Affleck in The Last Duel. So again... We're supporting actor of a film from last year, Ben Affleck, Last Duel, Jared Leto, House of Gucci, Mel Gibson, Dangerous, Nick Cannon, The Misfits, and from Diana the Musical, Gareth Keegan. <laughs> Keegan. Now, Carl, I let's see Diana the Musical. Did you? Yes. So we should take a preface. This is not necessarily a movie. It is a full-on Broadway musical that was recorded very professionally. Really? Yeah. And was like, it's pandemic ready because this is a full, like you would probably spend a couple hundred to see this production. And they have a very lavish, very well done PBS more or better style presentation of the full musical, Diana the Musical, which is a terrible campy fucking musical, right? Like it closed, it, it closed in a couple of days or whatever, or a few <laughs> weeks. It closed uh, quicker than they thought and they had this video. And of course, Netflix popped it in. And so it's not necessarily a movie, but if you are a fan of the word, I like camp, you're gonna like this, mo this uh, <laughs> musical. 
So it's basically, yeah, and we'll talk about it because it's in many categories, but one of the people, I guess, I guess they're referring to her confidant who follows her through her epic as a, as lady to, to queen or to princess. Uh, I think the line he's saying horse is, trainer, the king and Cree, the, the, I don't know if it's a horse trainer. I like this is her assistant. He goes, uh, okay. the king and queen decree that you must follow me. So I don't know if it's that guy or maybe like, I think it's the guy she falls in love with. Like she has like a, a thirst for, uh, I don't know, a uh, high camp, you know, I didn't see it cause I just cannot stand musicals. So I just didn't watch it. I watched many others, but we, they, uh, Diana, the musical has a lot of nominations and for different reasons and uh, we'll get to them. Keep going for worst supporting actor, Nick Cannon, uh, from in out in the misfits. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard of Diana and I've heard of the musical and I've heard of Netflix. Even though this is the first time I've heard them in this order, I have no <laughs> idea. Tell, can you tell the audience what the Misfits are? Yeah, did you see it? I have seen the whole movie. Yes. Okay, okay. this movie was terrible, terrible. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't make sense in the real world. You just didn't believe it. Uh, the yeah. Misfits. It was okay. Heist action film, right? Directed right. by Remy Harlan. Do we know him? He did Cliffhanger. He did uh, Speed, I guess, the first two or the first, first one. Okay. Uh, no, he didn't do Remy. He didn't do Speed. I got to mix up with another gentleman. But he did a lot of great 90s action films that you like. And he okay. still makes movies for a living and uh, it includes this one. The film was a box office disaster and received negative reviews. One cool thing is the desert scene was like there really was a, a sandstorm during the desert scene. They shot in a sandstorm. It was very difficult for them. Um, Listen, uh, this movie wasn't good because it's just not believable in the real world. It's like they live in a fake world, you know? Right, which is not the first of these films that have this kind of uh, heightened cadence. Uh, it is a heist film where a group, untouchable group, like the A-Team or the right. Losers or... And they're smirky about it. They know they'll never get caught. And it's narrated by the most unnarratable, like Nick Cannon, you know, I thought he he did fine. It's a movie the shot it was in the coat. I mean, it was one thing about these movies that we're gonna notice is that there's a weird disjointment about these 180 degree shots of one person talking cut to another person talking. Yeah. And or with like body doubles, and you never feel like they're in the same room. There's some movies that you do feel like they're giving her all, and they're in a room. But the Misfits had Pierre Bronson, and he maybe it's because of COVID, but he would be on an airplane with his full face and full screen, and he would say yeah, and then they would cut to everyone else in the airplane, and they'd go yeah, and they go well, they go come on, and they cut back and forth, and it's like, <clears throat> was it because? COVID. That's how they make these movies anyway, or and or also COVID. I don't know. There were films that were shut down and slowed down in 2021 by COVID, and we'll get to them. Yeah. This, this one obviously wasn't if they were doing that, right? It was like, yeah, it was like Ocean's Eleven. It was kind of a caper film. Yeah, where... the thing is, it's like everything works for them, and everything's easy for them, you know? Right, and right. Like, like, if you go to Ocean's Eleven, like, 
the guy's an acrobat, so he's flipping in the, you know, he's got superpowers. And they do it in, like, Smoking Aces, where they stop the action, change the color of the, the saved screen to Sepia, and said that guy's named Wick, because when he was a kid, he used to light off firecrackers. And then they cut to him as a kid, and you know and nothing that, in the yeah. past is going to be bad, right? So, yeah. So, you know, I'm not worried about it. It's a flashback. What's going to happen? Doug always fucked around with the explosives. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it it was not good, and uh, Nick Cannon really had not much personality. But it's also not believable. Like, um, uh, he's at the bar talking to his daughter, right? Right. And and they're like doing this banter back and forth. It was like not believable. I, I don't. I, uh, it was just yeah. It was it wasn't believable. He just didn't fill the role. So Pierre that's the Bronson next bit. Showing his age too. Who who was showing his age? Pierre Bronson. Pierre, he's seventy. Pierre... He's 70, 70 years old. Then, then never mind. Yeah, he's not showing his age. That he was, yeah, he looked fine. He looked fine. Our next I, movie, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> our next, uh, worst supporting actor is Mel Gibson. Well, wait, can we watch the Misfits trailer? Let's keep talking, Carl. If uh, we need to fill time, we can watch it later. Uh, yeah, but that's cheap. That's no, cheap you want to do it? Can, all right, Keep go ahead. Segment. You play the audio, though. Okay, because I can't I'm, play the audio. That's what I'm saying. Even if I play the audio, it's going to sound muddled. You play the audio. Uh, you want me to play the audio? All right. Skip ads. Skip ads. Why would you have an ad on a movie Skip. trailer? It's so tacky. All right, okay. do you want me to do it then? Yeah, the channel we like is... Freaking movie trailers source. Movie trailers source. All right, ready? In three, two... One, go. You suck. <laughs> this is rated R for never going to be in the movie house. <laughs> Tim Roth, right? He was good. He was in like eight scenes. No, but yeah, he was good. Really? Do you think he was only? No, he was in a few more scenes than that. This is the unreal world they're in. Where every single person is rich. I think it was like Azerbaijan or something. Right. Well, that's a great place to shoot a movie. You don't have to come with us. You don't have to do this. Oh, he's the prince. The most wick. Yeah, he had right. He was the prince. Violet. Wick. Yeah, oh, like right. this is a good example. It's just so easy. He goes in there, just unlocks them, switches. Yeah, no, I agree. And then nothing follows up. You never see him going back. I six months later, I collected all everything. Yeah. Well, you never. Yeah, that's right. But they break into a prison in Abu Dhabi, and then they steal gold, and they do it. But the thing is, it's like they got this perfect black dark room. They've got this perfect monitor. Everyone's giving the book report. It's all figured out. It's just so easy. Oh my God! What was Nick Cannon doing? He was impersonating like an inspector at a yeah, prison. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I came here to inspect your prison, and <laughs> I saw you know it was so just not believable. There it is. Right, and he's like it was funny and everything, but it just wasn't real. Like a wick has to dance. Not to a prison, and then some guys like yes sir, yes sir, just not. Now, very few of these scenes, you see them together. They're just like, you know, maybe a body double next to them. They took all the gold. Thank you, trailer. 
<laughs> the trailer gives this whole movie away. Yes, because there is no twist ending. No, but, they get away with it. Listen, I got to tell you, that's a horrible ending in which they thought he had run off with the money, and then he changed his mind. Do you remember? Yeah, because they took all the gold, they turned it into a Maltese falcon, and because they took the gold from the Muslim Brotherhood. Do you remember that? They did okay. Yeah. And well, so we're going to steal the, the gold. Yeah. So th this fight scene's stupid as fuck. Because it's not believable. She flips in a chair like she's in the Matrix. Because. 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 Because they, she's tied up and she has to escape, so she flips in a circle. Not All right. Cool. So he is a good contender. Uh, just missed the mark when it came to just being a presentable action star of Nick Cannon. Now, going up next, well, it's a movie I, I am one hour into. Uh, Carl, you've seen Dangerous, right? Yes, I have. I've seen an hour into it. Shut up. Shut up, YouTube. Shut up, YouTube. And then worse is like, then do you want me to send this ad to the phone? No, I want you to turn off autoplay. Anyway, hi, Carl. Hi. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this dangerous, all right? All right, okay. This, it was a fine film. It was a fine film. Uh, I don't understand why it's here on the Razzies. Now, okay, the weakest link of this film was the bad guy, right? I mean, he was all he was... Hollywood predictable... Well, he was a Hollywood like uh, villain. Like I recognized his right. weird looking face. I just couldn't place it. Well, that's the thing. Like you don't need to place it. You've seen this movie before. It right. was just a Hollywood movie with the standard bad guy. You got something I want, you know. Well, that's that's the worst part. Yeah, it becomes Key Largo. They're on a their own island, which has something in it, and a bunch of gangsters are going because the guy who had it died. But un but unfortunate for them. The dead good brother's brother is a living psychopath who's only keeps people living because he takes pills and kind of like crank and he calls his right and like crank he calls his shrink or like in the point gross point blank you gotta help me I'm gonna go again the, just take your pills <laughs> and the just take your pills guy is none other than worst movie uh, actor Mel Gibson who is awful like out of all these people I he, did not he phoned it in, or I don't know. Literally, Maybe. right? Literally. Yeah, he was on the phone. COVID calls. Uh, I thought Mel Gibson did a perfectly believable shrink guy. I don't know. And Clint Eastwood's character was kind of wooden, but that was part of his character. That was part of his character. I was part of his character, you know? And the mom was okay, and the love interest. There was that, no, she, there was no real love interest. They no. like, Okay, the kid. I don't know. I don't see the why mom, movies in the Razzies. I, I like the his mom was cool. So the plot is is that uh, Scott Eastwood, right? Scott Clint's son. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, he is uh, a psychopath. He's like a Dexter. He kills a bunch yeah. of people, and now he's on these pills, that he, and he takes phone calls to Mel Gibson, the psych psychoanalyst, to make sure he doesn't kill. Right. I don't do that pretty anymore. Violent. I don't do it anymore. He takes like a plastic toy and jams it fatally through some guy's uh, leg, but he keeps him there. He doesn't like finish. He doesn't crack his neck or do pull a fatality. He doesn't yeah, do a fatality. <laughs> you know, when he plays Mortal Kombat, they're like, finish him. He's like, no, these pills prevent me from finishing them. Finish <laughs> him. Fatality. No, I don't do that anymore. I'll do a bubality, a frontality. There's no frontality. Go home. Finish him. 
It received negative reviews from critics for its plot and editing, though there was some praise was given to Eastwood's performance. Now, this this gold from the Japanese submarine, that's a real story. Oh, okay. Now, this well, will impress you to yeah. no end. Dangerous 2, The Inferno is in the works, and Mel Gibson is already signed on. <laughs> yeah, he just has to be in a room for a day, and then he's out. Yeah. So basically, he goes to his brother's funeral as well as the bad guys, and and suddenly in real time, until the you know until the end of the running film uh, length of the movie, they they just square off and until the last man standing. Yeah, and, but I haven't seen the last half hour, so anything. But so that's Mel Gibson. I no, thought he no, was yeah. he just he just called and I, I think he just bullshit his way through this one. That's my opinion. Okay, trailer time. All right. Oh, all right. Oh, I gotta get the sound going. All right, let me. Uh... Uh, ha, ha. Uh, ha, ha. We like the channel. It's dangerous. 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 Twenty twenty one. Notorious. It's also movie trailer source. Damn. Also like movie. Damn. Here, what's it called? Dangerous. Yeah. D a. N G E R. Yeah. Now this is the official trailer. Okay. All right. Oh, I guess we crank it up, baby. Got to use the studio sound for this one. All right. Uh, let me make sure a trailer a ad doesn't play. Now, Mike, do the count right. A pace okay. count. Dot. 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 Just. All right. Three. Here we go. Three. Three. Two, one, go. Go, go, go. Oh, oh so that's oh, uh, Fema Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, FBI lady. She's in like, she's in no scenes with anybody. She's just, there's the murder island. Yeah. Look, they're not in the same room together. Right. That you do. See, he's phoning it in. He is. He's on the phone. There's the young guy. Oh, Tyrese. Tyrese Gibson. Freeze! Freeze! Get in the cage! They just have to happen to have a cage. Well, it's a, yeah, it's like a hotel... Murder Island Hotel and, and Rig. Now, here's the weakest link. This guy is just every bad guy who's maniacal. Well, he's like, you, all his henchmen go down except for him. Until the end. Right. Which you haven't seen. I know, but I figured it out. I thought this scene right here was it. I thought I made it to the end of this movie, and then I realized I still had a half hour. I was only an hour into it. <laughs> they have the final confrontation now Kevin Durant. Well, they're going to go down and find the sub. You don't know about that yet. There's the sub. It's in the trailer. Oh, the trailer. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a sub. It's a military base, right? Oh, he gets to use a gun? <laughs> yeah. It's just a military submarine. Dangerous. You really kill people, Uncle D? They were all bad. In select theaters. Yeah. Yeah. 
which ones to avoid. I, I enjoyed this film. I don't know it's not, why it's in the Razzies. I, I thought that, and it was just a dumb Hollywood film. But why make the Razzies? It was. But okay. I think it's. I think it's because it's a ridiculous idea that like here's a psychopath who is uh, uh, also in a like Key Largo situation where suddenly it's panic room or like you know these gangsters yeah. are here to take the goods. And it becomes that kind of film, which is like how is it, was, it they totally locked down the house? Oh, because they have a little lever and they pulls it, and then suddenly every single window blank, blank, blank. Perfectly and oiled. It's been high. It's maintained. Yeah. Not only that, they start shooting at the aluminum and ping, ping, boom, and then they're like, "Oh, you know, I think the aluminum signing is bulletproof. They bulletproof the house." The, the premise is it's a World War II, like a naval base, right? So I guess so, yes. I guess that's its excuse. Well, for worst supporting actor, I do think Mel Gibson just kind of phoned it in. He was just kind of loose, you know. Okay. At least the tone from everybody else. Uh, I don't, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, well, let's go. Our next, uh, last but not least, Jared Leto. Leto. Jared Leto. But it's Leto. not last. It's not last. Second uh, one. Second, our penultimate, Jaroletto and House of Gucci. Carl, have you seen this? Yes. Tell me all about it. You didn't see not, it? No, I have not seen it, and I'm voting for it. But go ahead, tell me why. Oh, no, you didn't see it. Okay, look, this movie was okay. It was okay. But the thing was weird. It's like, who's the hero? You see, the movie starts out, and Lady Gaga is totally the hero, right? But then in the middle, she does all this mischief, and in the middle... She gets shipped off with the daughter, and and then all of a sudden Kylo Ren becomes the hero of the film, and we're what now we're following his story. Typical trilogy bullshit. Also, it didn't end right. In the end, Lady Gaga was you know all characters change in the end, right? She was obviously the main character, but she didn't change to have like remorse for what she did or justify it. Instead, she. It changed pathetic. It didn't end right. Now, this film was directed by Ridley Scott. Why wasn't it good? One of two movies he directed, two and a half hour movies, he, he was released last year. And he's uh, in his 80s or something weird. You, you know, I haven't seen it. I will see it the moment it shows up on HBO Max. I'll be the first person to stream <laughs> it over coffee before work. Yeah. However, however, I am voting for Jared Leto because he has been in the pop culture conversation when it comes to bad movies, it is, uh -huh. the word, it is he is the wordle of bad movies when it comes to, <laughs> to last year. Everybody talked about this performance. I've heard plenty of movie reviewers do impressions. Uh, I've seen people talk well, about it. Was he the brother, the dumb brother? Yeah, with the okay. accent. Yeah, it was It was bad. It was jokey. It, was, it, was, it wasn't good. And also, he stuck out like a sore thumb because he was surrounded by. I mean, Lady Gaga did a good job, and so did uh, right. Kylo Ren. Okay, Kylo Ren. Yeah, Al Pacino was there, and did he you... was Je Jeffrey Irons. Did I ever tell you the time I went to see Baby Driver, and it was Adam Driver's mom showing pictures of uh, him as a baby? <laughs> really? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> All right, well, so that I definitely that's my vote. Do we want okay. to watch the trailer to have yes. yes, I have uh MGM Studios mercifully oh. at two minutes. <laughs> okay, MGM Studios, uh, yeah, okay, two minutes. 
pausing, rewinding to zero, zero, zero. Do you want to do the countdown, Carl? Why don't you do the countdown and I'll just play it? No, you're the. All right. All right. Ready? All right. Oh, you have trailer two? I'm ready to criticize you for your. Wait, you have trailer two. Let me make sure I have trailer two. Okay, maybe I. No, I can go back. Two minutes 24. Yeah, no, I want the one that's two minutes and two minutes seconds. Okay, then it's trailer. Yeah, yep, there we go. Pausing. Pausing. Zero, zero, zero. Three, two, one, go. Criticizing your countdown. I did bad? No, you didn't break. Deborah Harry. Gookiki. You know, they're the only people who don't fake Gucci bags. They're like, yeah, we have them. That was in there, right? Fake- oh, you didn't see it. No, I haven't seen it. I'm telling you, once it hits streaming services, I'm there. Well, Lady Gaga was really pissed that there are knockoff Gucci stuff. And Al Pacino's like, Al Pacino's in this. That's the brother. Yeah. A cousin, I mean cousin. There he is, Jared. He looks like Travis Bickle. <laughs> this got a lot of awards. He got a good soundtrack. It's all disco Because that's when they were huge. Uh-uh. Firecracker. Yeah, no, I think Jared Leto deserves it. I'm not I'm not in the way to stop it. Uh oh, the song's getting ominous. Things are getting ominous, Carl. Uh-huh. Ooh, you you uh, chose a shorter trailer. Oh I did, didn't I? That's which is good. I'm saying it's still so long. <laughs> How long is this movie? He goes to uh, Lady Gaga. She's like, I'm helping you with your business. And he goes, My uncle is in jail and my cousin hates me. Father, son, and house <laughs> All right, Lady Gaga and Jared Leto. Yeah, uh, I can't believe we watched that trailer. Why? Who cares? Damn well, you. I don't know. It's like if you're going to put on the Razzies, you need to know what you're talking about. You haven't even seen this movie or voted for that dude. Yeah, I am. That's the only time I'm doing that. The rest I've seen. Well, there's one other movie I haven't seen yet. We'll get to Uh-oh. it. Don't tell me it's The Last Duel. Did you see The Last Duel? I have seen The Last Duel on HBO Max. That's a two-hour and 45-minute movie, and I have seen at least 45 minutes of it. So don't give me some shit about The Last Duel. I saw plenty of Ben Affleck in that movie. I'm almost done with it, Carl. I watched a little here, a little there. <laughs> Okay. You know, it's HBO Max also has Looney Tunes, so I'll watch now, Looney ben Tunes. Ben Affleck in The Last Duel. Ben Affleck as The Last Duel. He is the king of France. Right, yes, France? France, you're right. Oh, it's now, France. You're right again. This is Ridley Scott again. Yeah, right? So there's a second Ridley Scott-directed uh, performance that made the worst list, the last, the yeah. ultimate, of uh, worst supporting actor. And, uh, and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon 
wrote together that um, Mork film. This was the first film. The Mork film. Yeah, what's it called? Last Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, starring Mork. They hadn't written a screenplay together since they wrote this again. Now, they haven't bought a write a screenplay and put their name on. Yeah. Now you you watched part of this, almost all of it, right? Almost almost all of it. Matt Damon is a dummy in it, like his character. Yeah, he's great. He's okay, like, I want to talk about that. Yeah, Matt Damon has no problem playing dummies and looking stupid on camera. Looking Never stupid. Even, um, there's, you know, that movie where he shrinks. Yeah, that's exactly downsides. He plays downsides. a total moron. Well, that movie is exactly why I love him is because he's very physical in his acting, extremely <laughs> physical. Like the way that guy in Downsizing walks, like at the, especially at the end, he just uh-huh. has this like duh duh. Like you can feel the physical weight. And the same with this guy; he's a spiteful little kill monster who like can't settle down. Can't and he has like weird walking like yeah. he walks weird he breathes weird it's, it's a great performance <laughs> do you very remember physical um oceans 11 uh-huh he played a stupid guy in that too yeah but it was yeah i think it was just playing a persona of him but yeah no you're right well no like uh like he goes up to um um brad pitt and he goes like oh i, I, I shouldn't have even bothered you guys then i'd still be sleeping remember he always played a dummy in oceans 11 they everyone that's right you're right same thing in Interstellar. Like he went cuckoo. Remember, he That's tried right. to connect to the spaceship and, and the airlock wasn't in and he blew himself up. Okay. All right. Okay. No, I agree with you. He's a great performance. What do you think of Ben Affleck's performance in The Horrible. Last Duel? Horrible. Really? Yes. And I don't think that Matt Damon's performance was especially good. It did have all that physicality you're talking about. And he was serious about what he was doing. But I mean, I don't know. He was playing a dummy. But Ben Affleck, you knew it was Ben Affleck and his hair was all bleached. I just felt like there's like some levity to what his position was. And that was kind of the threat of it. And that it was disarming. It was disarming to hear him do a surfer. Dude, I, I, to quote the Razzies from their description, with his bleach blonde hair, yeah. Nick beard, and surfer dude line readings, Affleck turns this 14th century Me Too melodrama into Beavis and Butthead do the Middle Ages. <laughs> I think he wins the Razzie, but I mean, okay. it, it was so bad. Um, All right, fair enough. Uh, you, you, you know yeah. the duel at the end? Did you see the duel? No, no, that's where I'm right at, actually, to be honest with you. It took them two weeks to film it. It took them a one, no, it took two months to choreograph it. And it's two- been taking me two weeks to watch it. Yeah. Last, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we let's listen to the trailer of a movie that we're, we're well familiar of it. Which one we, do you like? Well, it wasn't just the shortest one. There's an 18-minute one. There's a 17-minute one. Let's do the official trailer, Last Duel from 20th Century Studios. Uh, this is two and a half minutes. That's plenty of Last Duel. And uh, is this broken into different parts? Like one person, Ben Affleck, tells you it? And I, then, uh, all right. Oh, Let's make sure I don't get an ad for the ad. Nope, good deal. All right. Uh, Let's do the countdown. Get your fingers ready on the pause button. In <laughs> three... Two, one, go. Oh, oh, this is the question that matters. 
They're, they're asking her. Do you swear on your life? She's gone, girl. What you say is true. Was she in that movie? No, but I think she was lying in that movie. Father told me my life would be blessed with good food. What are these art? What is this art? This stuff, the little boxes. Why? Yeah, I know. I think it's the modernized adult movie. Did you see the half-faith mask? That wasn't realistic. They did that to show that they were doing their own stunts. Seriously. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't just ignore it. There's a surfer dude with a bee neck beard. He's out of place. Like I, I, I thought it was a believable performance. Well, there you go. You had two different performances in Ridley Scott, where they both act differently than everyone else. And and I bought this one. Brought against you. No, I also don't like. They played with time, like Tarantino, showing the different perspectives from different people. Yeah. But it would always felt the same. It always felt like you were seeing the same scene again. There's no con stark contrast. I don't know. The license of a dire consequences. I thought Kylo Ren was a good friend of Matt Damon. He pretty he put up with that. He told the king he was cool. He's like, yeah, he's weird, but he's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was he acted like a prick on the battlefield. Well, he was a soldier, you know, he killed for you, my lord. But he, his intentions were good. He didn't think he was going to lose. Hello, Ren. Hello, <laughs> Ren. That you are to you burn. Right. Oh. I will not be That's funny, she was silent when... <laughs> All right, wow. And you know what? It was only in theaters. It was only in theaters, Carl. It came out in October, and it was the first time I went back to the movie house, and I saw uh, James Bond. Uh -huh. And I said, oh, last duel Octopus. is also playing. Yeah, that's the last time I went to the theater. It was Octopussy. Uh, it was the one where, uh, what was it, Squirtle versus uh, Chalamar Lander? I, I don't remember what they, it was. Mm -hmm. But the last duel was also playing. I'm like, I should go see that. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's the and, film. But they, that film while. lost $91 million. Uh, what, they it, misplaced it? It cost $100 million to make it, and they made, they made $9 million. There's no such, no such thing. Uh, it's, it's just, the you know... So you have a copy of a hundred million dollar budget, nine million dollar profit, a loss of ninety one million dollars. It Corona messed with this film too. It slowed it down. Yeah, oh yeah, a lot, you know they're outside at least. Yeah, a lot of times you see people they're like standing on the other side of the room or the other side of the field. They're like, oh right. <laughs> no, I mean literally, they had to shut down the shoot for two months for some Corona thing. Wow. Our, our loss, I guess. All right, so to tally, we're supporting actor. Carla is going with Ben Affleck. I am going with Jared Leto. Both yeah, but films. I don't matter. I mean, you're an Academy member. You will be voting. Oh, no. You, will, you matter. Your voice matters. My voice, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, we're going to go to a new category. This is uh, the worst ripoff. I have the official title here. Or sequely, sequel. So what? like like the Chipmunks movie, worst yeah. remix, worst remake, <laughs> ripoff or sequel. Sequel. And uh-huh. nominees are Women in the Window, Karen, Tom and Jerry, the movie Space Jam: A New Legacy, and Twist. Okay. The Woman in the Window, it was not a ripoff of Rear Window from Hitchcock because it was from a book. Um, they do reference Rear Window. She watches it in the beginning of the film. There's, a, yeah, there's Jimmy that's Stewart pretty, in the beginning. That makes it pretty clear, but um, there is a book. He, he, a uh, 2018 he was, novel of the same name by A.J. Finn. He was a cop who was jumping around San Francisco or, or I don't know, Brooklyn uh, rooftops. Grabbed, no, that's maybe I think of Vertigo. But anyway, he he fell off and he injured himself. And then so Jimmy Stewart was looking, using his camera and looking through the back. Yeah, he was apartment. stuck in the apartment. He was in a wheelchair or something. Right. And he witnessed a murder. Okay. So in this, she had a traumatic family uh, tragedy. The most it, yeah, traumatic it, tragedy. They died of death hall. Yeah, that's right. They were in the car and there was just too much death hall and they died of death hall. And <laughs> so, so she's she all alone. The house. She's all right. alone. And it, her house is beautiful. Ah, she has um, brown, a grossophobia. A grossophobia. A grossophobia. Uh, she does can't watch the father from Family Tides, Michael Gross. <laughs> and she meets the new neighbors by introduction of their bratty son who's right. from uh, white lotus and uh, then meets her the bratty mom who's julianne moore who i thought was really good in this movie yeah i thought yeah. so too and gary is it Ullman? yeah it's gary Ullman, right it's not gary sinise he's to ter- no but gary old man is what the internet told me i think it's spelled wrong oh. how do you say it Olman, I would always Olman, Gary Olman. Yeah, Gary Olman is the ooh shady, susceptible father, and suddenly the woman that she hung out with and came over to her house no longer exists or has been murdered or some such. Yeah, yeah, th- that's yeah. exactly right. And then she has she goes through a breakdown again, and then ultimately the pieces are passed together. She's confronted with this real killer. And she survives and goes outside where snowflakes land on her head. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, I thought this was a good movie. Why don't we like this movie? Well, it, this movie this movie will appear in other categories. But when it comes to worst remake, ripoff, or sequel, I want to concur. It wasn't the only COVID uh, woman in her apartment. The Netflix self-cannibalized themselves, released this movie. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a theatrical release movie. Joe Wright is a famous director, and this is his new movie. Scathing reviews. Scathing reviews. But not only did Netflix release The Woman in the Window, they released a television series called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl. Yeah. And the window, which is a complete parody of this. It makes fun of every single point in this movie. And the so end, than... but but was it a comedy? It seemed like it was a serious film. I got like oh, the movie was a yeah. I haven't seen the television show. I mean, I've watched the two oh, hours. Wait till you see the twist ending. Wait till you find out who the killer is. All right, I'm going to have to watch it. Don't tell me. I'll watch it. I do. I'm going to tell you. 
Now, this yeah. woman in the window, it only took two months to shoot. That was pretty quick. Yeah, you know, they do a, like a little neat trick in the end, but it's basically just shot in one stage, you know. Yes. There's some new, new stuff. So, uh, and the director pretended he liked that. He's just, you know, and when he was talking up the film in those interviews, they yeah, do. It was really great. It's great yeah. to, to during COVID not to acknowledge COVID. Uh, Steven Sonnenberg directed a movie that's on uh, HBO now called Kimmy, and it's the same story, but it takes place during COVID. So uh -huh. she puts a mask on when she goes outside, yeah. but she doesn't want to go outside, and there's other people who are scared to go outside. And, Does she see know, a woman get killed? She hears it. She, uh -huh. you know, she, she listens to uh, That's our smart twist. speakers. Yeah, she heard it was smart speakers. But yeah, there's a but there's a, obviously he points out immediately. There's a guy across the street who watches her. Uh -huh. and so it immediately starts off with another stalker looking at her. All right, check this out. Right, check yeah. this out. It was reported that in July 2019 by the Hollywood Reporter that the film left test audiences confused. So the film's debut had been pushed from 2019 to 2020 so the studio could work on reshoots mm. so i guess it came out in 2021 and when netflix got the rights that's why yeah i don't know it, it, i'll talk about the movie more but woof 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 all right forget it let's watch right. the trailer Okay, so I see Netflix has an official trailer, Woman in the Window, two and a half minutes. Because they're uh -oh. proud. They're proud. Because they don't edit. They don't They don't say, hey, you should edit this down to 90 minutes. All right. <laughs> I go to Netflix, and the first category is 90-minute films. Like, how do you know? All right, ready in three, two, one, go. Perfect countdown. No, Perfect. I should put the sound on. I'm agoraphobic. And she lives in a beautiful house. Gorgeous. Look at that drip. I like the way that, like, she was talking to her family. We didn't understand they were dead. I figured that out pretty quickly. Because she married, like, Anthony Mackey, who's in the credits. And you're like, what is, where's Anthony Mackey? It's like flashback. Uh-huh. You don't want to go outside? You know, I have a shrimp with my own. <laughs> yeah, Julianne Moore was crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. She's crazy. I'll let you draw me. Yeah, look at that. She's got a nice house bath with the candles. Oh, she's got money. Well, isn't she a therapist for the people come to her house? Uh, I don't remember. I know her therapist comes over to her house and gives her, or like her counselor. I like this movie. I don't know why it's in the Razzies. And it was based on a 2018 book. Yeah, I think Gary Oldman wasn't good. Oh, the cops were cool. I'm Jane Russell. What? What? I know what I saw. I'm not crazy. All she wanted was a Pepsi. And that's how she was. And her mom would have given it to her. Oh, uh, you're the one that's crazy. I'm not crazy. You're the one who's crazy. Institutionalized. Because of, with the oh, the trailer gives it away. So she drinks and does. You know, I swear to God, you're right. The the TV show it wasn't a parody of it, but it was like. Maybe they think it's tribute a different take. 
It's like, but every like cliche was seems like it's gonna be dragged down to eight episodes. <laughs> it was. It was only one season because it was a movie that was drawn yeah, out over eight. Out to... Yeah. And was it one of the things where it's like you have a celebrity and then here's some young actors doing all the heavy lifting? There was this one time in it, one episode in which she like has sex with this. Uh, I won't ruin it for you guys, but. It was just stupid, the amount of sex they had. It was like they were doing softcore porn on TV. It really was. And the actress, I was like, don't you have any respect for yourself, girl? All right. Well, whatever. Well, now I'm definitely seeing it. I don't know why. Uh... The Woman in the Window. Woman in the Window. That is worse. Uh, make... Yeah. Of Rear Window. Next in the category is the 2011 movie, 2021 movie, Karen. Uh, from BET Plus, and if you have BET, it's playing there. And so I guess it's a TV movie, or you could definitely rent it. Uh, I saw it on Hoopla Digital. Thank you, Hoopla <laughs> Digital. How can Otherwise, we keep plugging Hoopla? Because it's six ninety nine to rent, and I saw it for free because I had a library card. Hoopla Digital. Okay, Love I'm writing. It. I'm writing it. So have you seen Karen? Have you put six? Yeah, yeah, down? yeah. You did. Digital. Yeah, the first thing I want to say is, again, I don't agree with the Razzies. This is not an inadvertent remake of Cruella. Why don't we say that and move on, and then we can get back to uh, Karen later. No? Why? Well, because Karen's also nominated for 100 million other things. Oh, okay. So you want to... Okay, okay. No, but we can talk about it now. We're going to show the trailer anyway. Library Uh, card. Yeah. Thank you, Hoopla Digital. It's listed as a worst remake, right? uh, as an inadvertent remake of Cruella. Cruella, by the way, there is one film in this list that reminds me a lot like Cruella. Cruella is this fake Disney reverse yeah. engineered, unnecessary one origin story. Mm-hmm. You know, problem with origin stories is that here's the beginning, solid, and then it never ends. It sets itself up for sequels. <laughs> the story never ends. It's here, but here's how it starts. And so it was just, and it was like using punk rock from this it, London as, you know, it was using the goodwill of London to try to push it, its attitude. Okay. You know, as a kid, I, it's a decent kids movie. I, I can see kids liking it. The fashion's fun in it, but at the end of the day, it's just product. Uh, that was recent, right? Yeah, that came out. It's on Disney Plus, you know, but it was a 2001 release. Well, yeah, I don't was... agree with the, uh, the remake, ripoff, or sequel. I don't think it's e- any of those. I don't think it was a remake of Cruella. No, because Cruella didn't live in a neighborhood and didn't try to, like, you know, yeah. scare ta- uh, break the law. Let's talk so- about Karen. Let's talk about Karen. Sure. There so is Karen- this film. It's called Lakeview Terrace with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. Did you ever see it? It's the opposite. A, 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 a white man moves in with his black wife. And Samuel L. Jackson just does not like that. And the whole film is about... Uh, I'm going to have to see it. I haven't seen it. I have seen The Intruder from Dennis Quaid and Megan uh, Good, where it's... uh, He lives in the house. Yeah, he gives up the house. He sells the house to this young couple, a black couple. It was good. He doesn't leave. And he also, Uh, like, people be like, ah, I had a cigarette. I'm going to toss the cigarette on the ground. And then, like, you know, they find the, the guy's, the smoker's dead body twisted into a cigarette butt. <laughs> Who would have done it? 
it was Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. So it was like Dennis Quaid harassing this this couple. Yeah. Uh, white guy harassing a, a black couple. So I felt it was a little like that. I haven't seen like Review Terrorist, but I have seen Karen. And it's... No, but Karen was too on the nose. Karen was too on the nose. I mean, it was like what people suspect, you know, you're thinking but not saying, you know? And, like, remember the scene in which she offended all the people in the party? Oh, at the housewarming party, yeah. It was so on the nose. Uh, She was saying every... That's exactly how I felt this movie. I thought it was for its advantage to be that blunt and on the No, but it was saying all the buzzwords, like, uh, she said, you people. She said slavery was so long ago. It's like all the... It was like a politics thing here. It was like a message. It was like a message board. It was like it was like a Twitter, like where you follow the feed and you follow people. But there are people in the world who think that that's what all white people are really like behind our, you know, what we're thinking, how we talk amongst ourselves. Can you you like view the movie as a horror film where she's an abstract horror? She's racism, and every every button gets pushed in this movie. Everything's on the nose because it's it's so blunt that it's always going to be on the nose. They're pointing directly at your nose. This entire movie and every like god awful thing, the the passive aggressive apologies, that that housewarming thing where he got into an argument and like, right, you know, he says it's Black Lives Matter. She says all lives matter. Yeah, right. Know, like, That's what right. I'm saying. It's too on the nose. It was everything politics. But it was it was. I felt it was like Halloween. She's Michael Myers. They can't like. Yeah. Know, this is like the racism is always here and it's always present. And every example, they get pulled over by the cops. Uh, the the cops also they video they arrest these kids who live in the neighborhood and everyone's recording it and yeah it's uh, so on the nose oh uh, yeah I don't know I enjoyed it I also thought it was well directed to be honest with you it wasn't static and I thought her TV performance shows. was good too she Both was of them, a good yeah. actress her and, a... and the wife the mommy I guess and Malik were the couple and lived next door no I mean Karen I mean Karen, Karen her acting was good the 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 couple were, they did their job. They did their job, but. I have to tell you that, so she uh, is, so Karen is, uh, the, the actress is in another movie. And so, and another actress is in this movie, Karen, and in the other movie, uh, uh, We're Gonna Get You, or There's Nowhere to Hide. I forget the name uh-huh, of the film. Uh-huh. Uh, no Place to Go, or some shit like that. The Mary Christina Brown is in this movie. She's like, I think she's on the HOA board or something. Okay. And just kind of flat. And then when she's uh, in this other movie, when we get to it, she's worse than the nominee for worst actress. Like, really? I, yeah. So we'll, when we get to it, I'll, I'll tell you about it. But just want to give you a heads up for Mary Christina Brown. She's in Karen, and she's just as bad as she is in uh, <laughs> Got to Squash Them All or whatever this film is called. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I liked Karen. I thought it was well directed. I thought the guy like had like he would move the camera around. It had some energy. It didn't feel like it was being shot in uh, in Georgia, which it was, you know, in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that bugs you. Get everything getting shot. I mean, in Georgia. Yeah, of course it does. I don't know why, but okay. Uh, do you want to go to movie trailer source? Okay. Uh, for Karen, really movie trailer source is our ad. What the. God, God. I wonder what's to add for the movie, not to add for your ad. Right. All right, here we go. I get the sound going. I did do the countdown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing the countdown. Three, two, one, go.
Quiver. Quiver? Yeah. Coke Daniels. I thought this was fine. Baby, you just gotta give it a chance. The cul de sac. Nice neighborhood. Yeah. Uh oh, so there's a Karen next door. Tell me about your neighbors. <laughs> you might keep it down. If you don't file. Right, she tells her to keep it down. About how they, she kicked them out. They weren't being loud. No, but they got kicked out. Yeah. The next day, they're outside yelling at the trash cans off the curb right when the trash is picked up. Is she nice? Nice. Wait a minute. We have a white entitled neighbor named Karen. Karen. Okay, enjoy yourself. Where they go? Karen is a Karen? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, see, they videoed it. She doesn't get on the phone until 54 minutes into this film. I'm scared. Right, I'm scared. They were trying to frame, right? The cop shot the brother. Shot. Yeah, her brother's a cop, and he's a piece of shit. My office has uncovered some disturbing information on her and her brother, her cop brother. That yeah yeah. But her husband was killed by black vigilantes, according to the uh, the the guard, the the, the, the lawyer. Yeah, she. They meet the the kid, the parents' yeah. parents, children. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like it's so on the nose. Like I, there are people in this world who think we all like the Confederate flag. What do we have here? They framed them. Uh, it was planted. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you could tell from the weed he was smoking, and it may be a different. Things happen that people that don't comply. Karen, uh oh, blood dripping. No one dies in this. He doesn't kill anybody. I don't know why there's blood dripping on the logo. Yeah, they're just trying to. Trying to. Well, I actually like this movie, and I don't think it should be in any of these categories. Uh, I thought the direction was fine. It was. It was definitely an exploitation film. They took this like one meme and they ran with it, and they put everything but. Racism is like the boogeyman, and it's a boogeyman movie where the evil's always there, always present. And of course, she's going to act this way in this movie. And I thought she did well. Like, I don't think she deserves being voted. Well, whatever. We'll get to it. But well, I uh, thought her acting was fine. I don't I thought it was fine. She did her exactly job. Was, she did her job. Well, and I don't think it's a remake, so it is kind of. Yeah. I think it's just there as a joke, and we spend a lot of time. Tom and Jerry the movie is listed as worst remake, ripoff, or sequel okay, with the commentary. I, why? I gotta disagree again with the Razzies. How is this a remake? A, I mean, it's a it's a series, a sequel, a ripoff. It's a reboot. Reboot, I guess. Uh, I guess. Again, HBO Max during 2021 showed dated release movies uh, theatrically and on HBO Max. So I saw it when it came out and. Michael Pena was the best thing in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really, really funny. He was brilliant, and uh, everyone else was great. But you know, he definitely not everyone was great. The, the young couple getting married, I thought, just was yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. mm. But yeah, it it's a it wasn't believable. <clears throat> Listen, it's one of those films where New York City has a M and M store in Times Square, right next to the old Flavor Town, and uh, animated pigeons. Looked right directly in the camera the second <laughs> film, and they wave their wings at you, and they go, can I kick it? Yes, I can. 
And that's how the movie starts. So it's a lot of just like. Okay, but listen, this is what I got to say, right? Yeah. This, this Tom and Jerry movie was not about Tom and Jerry. It was a every fine story and everything. It's just not Tom and Jerry. It was about a young woman who was trying to make it in this world. She fell upon an opportunity in a hotel, right? She took the job. That's who the story was about. And when she got the task to get rid of a mouse, that's when we started to get the antics, you know? Right. Well, it's a classic Tom and Jerry setup. There's Tom, uh, Jerry just wants to sleep inside the crevice of a, uh, a building where he's got like a playing card bed set up yeah. and, you know, magnifying well, glass know, lamp. But we didn't really see that, you see. It wasn't the classic setup. It, that's the classic thing, but it wasn't the classic setup. It started, he was playing piano in the park. and Right, well, he was like tourists. Like, you go to Central Park, and then you listen to the music boosters, and then you, you throw in a couple bucks, and maybe a cat will fight a mouse while they play music. So yeah. he's playing piano in the park. That's not the, you know, and then Jerry just sort of, Jerry's shopping for a new apartment. It's weird, man. What it should have been was, that classic colonial house, it should have been 1940s style, and, you know, something is invading the cat's home. Cats chase mice as a rule, right? So, I mean, that's the way all the movies, all the Tom and Jerry stuff used to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean, maybe, like, as a version of the cartoon, it's a failure. Like, a remake of a Tom and Jerry cartoon. It doesn't have it. There's no reason for kids today to look at that and go, "Wow, I want to know more about these characters." Right? They're just, they're just. They there. like Chloe. They like now, Chloe. Yeah. Here's Chloe's another thing. In, in today's world of computer computer graphics, they could have done anything with the art design of the. I think they should have made the 1940s looking, you know, as if it was painted. You know, remember that used to be shown in the theater. Right. Well, they have those Tom and Jerry cartoons on HBO Max, so you can see, like, they don't have all of them, but they have, like, a good variety of, of the different styles because Tom and Jerry went through different styles. There was the Hanna-Barbera yeah. version. There was the Chuck uh, Lorre version. There was the weird 7 Arts 60s yeah. style. Dickie Moe! Yeah, right. Well, I used to love the Tom and Jerry cartoon kit. That was my favorite. It had a very 60s minimalist appeal to it. And it's uh, slightly racist when I try to watch the show to my son. So anyway, uh, Tom and Jerry, as, worse, uh, as a worse remake, I have a trailer from Warner Brother Pictures. Okay. Two minutes and 25 seconds, 30 million views. Yeah. Loud as shit. All right, so uh, I have it queued up. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm sharing screen. And I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one. Go. Is that good? Good go. After a lifetime of being the world's most famous enemy. Yeah, so they're what? friends. No, what? what? You, you remember the Tom and Jerry show where they were friends and they spoke? Wait a minute. This isn't the movie. Did you see Wait. this movie? This is the trailer to the movie. No, it is not. Yeah, this is the trailer to the movie. That scene might not be in it. There we go. Can we oh, kick it? Yes, we can. This hotel has been host to four presidents, three posts. Yeah, there's few. Look at it. He's looking great. Oh, with the animated elephants. Elephants. All animals were animated. That was kind of neat. Oh, that's said there's a fish in there. Mouse problem. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, she's, now that she's, like, an adult, she's playing, like, a kid's role. Chloe. Oh, wow, this is so detailed. <laughs> yeah, this is bad. I enjoyed this film, it just, I think they, you know. Yeah, nothing was know. happening, like, it was empty. Like, by the time they get to the wedding, there was, like, nothing going on. There we go. A little cartoon action. Remember, he saw, she saw the fish in the beginning? Yeah, right. Michael was like, what is she talking about? It's the fish. He was so, like, determined to get them. Like, it was just great. Like, the perfect, perfect compliment to this. He did a good job. Yeah. Ella, yeah, just beat each other up. That's all you need. I think I might have just pulled this off. Really? That must be the ending. I enjoyed this film. I just think they fumbled Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad kids film. There's some good performances in it. Mm-hmm. We saw yeah, that there. first in the general. First time that was ever done in the general. Oh my God. Wow, that's loud enough. Well, that is. Uh, now there's My twist. brain hurts. Oh, all right. Oh, well, no, the next coming up is another kids' movie. Uh, this is arguably, arguably a remake of the 1996 Space Jam. It's Space Jam, a new legacy. Right. Yeah, Space Jam 2, a.k.a. Carl, we've seen Space Jam 2. Yeah. Yeah. They're not wrong. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is, um, how do I feel about it? They were so clear that it was Warner Brothers, right? They were in the Warner Brothers studio. and Yeah. Um, I thought some parts were really fun and neat, like the they went to Casablanca and and then they were in the DC Superman's art style. Now uh, you're talking about by us, LeBron, LeBron James searching for an actor playing his son. Yeah. Because an actress playing his wife is concerned that the son who created a video game got sucked up by an algorithm. Yeah, Al. G rhythm. Al. You're right. See, you know, this. So one thing, the difference is that. We grew up on television, and kids today are growing up on algorithms on, on uh, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, that's right. So now the villain is no longer a television monster. It's the algorithm monster. And so this algorithm seduces or, you know, kind entices, of. entices, you know, at least pays attention to the son of LeBron James. He's a siren. Yeah. And it ultimately pits the son versus uh, father in a virtual game of basketball based on the Suns game inside the Warner Brothers Studio database computer and while properties being like people dressed like the mask uh root Yeah, the wasn't sidelines. that a weird crowd, right? It was everybody famous you ever saw, every character you ever That seen. gained a lot of notoriety because they had a lot of R-rated characters. They had the Drukes from Clockwork Orange. <laughs> they had the Murderous Nuns from The Nuns, a film that Warner Brothers won't re release in the States. 
yet they use in the character. But to be fair, you put Mr. Smith from the the Matrix in there, it's like being at an amusement park at Warner Brothers. These guys are dressed like the masks. They're dressed like Mr. Mr. Smith, you know. Yeah, and yeah. So it's just a caricature of, of the property. It's now, I didn't think LeBron James' acting was bad. I thought the story was bad and the lines they gave him to say, but he was believable. The yeah. story was brutal. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the first one was a TV commercial, yeah, using TV using a sports property with a movie property, and then became a movie, and then became ads for MCI collect calls. Like it, it was a commercial, and it was so bizarre that it has its own term. You know, like it's not a good movie, but it's a great movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like you you already know it's not going to be a movie going in. You right. already know it's going to be a sucky movie. So it's you almost forgive it to your it's entertainment. Minutes. Yeah, but this was not a 78-minute Nike commercial. This was a two-hour right. plotting, just like creaking. Like, it's not the first time Warner Brothers referenced itself. That thanks to Looney Tunes, they can do that ad nauseum because it's always been the self-referential, fourth-wall-breaking style. And they've done like Looney Tunes back in action. They've yes. always had animaniacs they live on the lot the lot is a character in the movie so right it's not like they're they're creating this new aberration they've always done it disney tried to do it with the oh what was that big out you know that uh that video game character played by Ron, uh, john c Riley. yeah it was like uh yeah i see his face he's got like a looks like a lumberjack right he breaks the internet in the second movie right uh yeah ralph uh, breaks ralph, the ralph breaks the internet so they have to go on the internet, and one of the portals they go to is Disney World, where it's like all the Disney properties, the Marvels, the Star Wars, the princesses, that's where they are on the internet. So, you know, it's not, Warner Brothers is not the first to try to create this, like, in-space, you know, online property world mm -hmm. in their movies as well. So, you know, the internet is, not, is beyond these properties, but not in the, their movies. It was just too complicated. They had a yeah, few yeah, moments. Yeah. It was inevitable, and it just wasn't as weird as the first one, you know, and ugly as the first one. Yeah, the the first one. And remember that was it? Did you think it was funny when they said like Michael Jordan is coming, and it was going to be a callback to him? I did expect him to walk through the door, and instead we got Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan was very charming in that. It was very funny in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, like the first one had Bill Murray, and they're like, Bill Murray, how's you? What are you doing here? The teamster drove me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was in that spirit. But it's, even that was like just, uh, just you know, I don't know. But it was directed by uh, Malcolm L. Lee, who, uh, or D. Lee, I forgot. I don't have it in front of me. Uh -huh. But he's, he's done a lot of great comedies. So he handled this giant mess, all right. But it was definitely like just not fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, with that, let's watch the trailer. This is considered a one of the worst remakes of the what, year. You like I have... Brothers? Two minutes eighteen. Oh yeah, let me find that one. No, well, what do you like? That's the first one that comes up for me. I have well, movie coverage gave me one for three minutes, but I do see Space Jam trailer two. Let me see if I can. Space Jam. I have two minutes and thirty eight seconds okay is it yeah. space jam a new legacy trailer one warner yep. brothers pictures yep. okay yeah all right lebron okay. james in three two 
one, go. Yeah, you got amazing potential on the court, and I can help you get there. Yeah, he's got a nice basketball court, like a home court. Yeah. And an elevator in their house. Do me. Oh no, no, they're in the Water Brothers. They're Burbank. So is this like the streaming service? This is where all their movies are. Right. And he got zapped into the digital world. Digitized. Right, and each each property has its own planet. King James, I am the king of this domain. Don Cheadle, what's his name? Now, yeah, Don Cheadle. Now, Don Cheadle does a lot of television ads for, for basketball, so it kind of makes sense he's in this basketball yeah, movie. Yeah, that works. And he's fine as this villain. He does all right. Right, he does. Yeah, I don't know. I think I I enjoyed this part. Yeah, Malcolm D. Lee, who did the undercover brother, he did a lot of great comedies. I knew John. He wrote down. He did. Shoot the ball, there, varmint. But who's that for? Oh, right, they go 3D. Yeah, I wonder what was that all about? At the end, they made him not look. I think they just wanted to go all out. There, see how they're 3D there? Because if there's Space Jam 3, that's where they'll probably start off as. Oh, yeah, there's no Monstars. The Monstar. Monstars are great. They had a, if they lost the game in the first one, they would be properties of, of like Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, Disney would absolutely buy Warner Brothers. Welcome to the space. Oh, and I like that song. Yeah. Looks like she doesn't need a walker, right? Oh, she looks like she's solving mysteries with Tweety. Remember that? Yeah. Oh my God, what a headache. Well, that was Space Jam, A New Legacy. <laughs> Available on HBO Max, if you want to watch it right now. Finally, the last remake uh, nominee for Worst Remake is Twist. Yeah, this one I didn't actually see. I, I just didn't have time before our show. I, did I have see seen the it. trailer. Yeah. I did, yeah. So the Razzies lists this as, quote, rap remake of Dickens' Oliver Twist. There is not a rap remake. There's no rap. There is no, there's no rap. There's no rap. Rap as a music form is not in this movie. There are songs. They're all power pop. They're all kind yeah. of 2000 pop. They I do a cover. the trailer only. Have you ever fallen in love by the Buzzcocks plays? When the, in the end credits, it doesn't list a performer, so I think it's a cover, and it plays during a bar fight, which is the most inappropriate. This movie, Carl, is phenomenal. I can't say enough about this. I want to thank the Razzie Academy for introducing me to this horrendously weird, bizarre remake of Oliver Twist. Is it, it really place. a remake? I, it's so far afield. Okay, I only know the trailer, but 
it's like in, they're in this fake world, and he's, yes. he's a tagging graffiti artist. This is written. This, this screenplay was written by artificial intelligence. It said, "What is human interaction? Clothing." Uh, so it says the streets of the cobblestone streets of Dixonian London. It takes place in the glitter and glamour of the Ferris wheel uh, yeah, opulence yeah. of the rooftops of London. So they said they walk around the streets. They all meet on the rooftops. of And these. they're parkouring. Is that what it's called? Parkour. Yeah, they parkour in the uh, making of. They said, well, we want to do Oliver Twist, but with parkour. And they did. And so Oliver Twist is has a girl, uh, mom, Molly Twist, who's played by one of the screenwriters. And she really? taught him imagination. And they would draw, what would you want to draw? And they would go to a museum where the director plays a guard, a wacky scene. Uh-huh. And he draws a picture of him and his mom looking at a picture of him and his mom looking at a picture. And it's beautiful. He wrote Molly Twist. Maybe she drew it. But he loved it. But she died. And then he's oh. on the streets. He's And he finds Fagan. It's That's played by Michael Caine. He picks him up. Now, Fagan also is a art deal. He is a art thief. He's an art. Uh, he was a disgraced art uh, gallery owner who now has an underground of kids. There's Dodge. Flash. There's Batesy. Batesy is the hacker. And Batesy, the best line is uh, Michael Caine turns to him and goes, Batesy, keep hacking. Batesy's on his laptop, hacky, 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 hacking. <laughs> Uh, and and red, you remember red from Charles Dickens, uh, Oliver Twist? She's he's she's the redhead wearing a red dress. Red, you know, the sexy I red dress. That book. I do not remember. You don't remember red? Uh, and basically, he gets involved and he wants to come up and for a gallery owner who's played by Lil Britton's the other guy. Uh, and it's doesn't exist in the real world. And also Sykes is this woman from Game of Thrones. She has these weird tattoos on her arm and that it's just whatever. And she wants this this painting. But ultimately, this espionage, and they're all make-believe. They're all like, oh, excuse me, I am uh, working on the road, and they're sorry, you can't go through here in this construction. Like, just fake Amelia Delia bullshit. Like, not did they dress like, oh, I'm a fake Bobby. You're not a cop. You look phony. You don't even look like promising young woman would even wear that outfit. You just don't look, you look <laughs> ridiculous. You know, like there's nothing like in rooted in real life. It really looks like a computer wrote it, designed it, gave the makeup, and then poor Michael Caine. He's acting. He's sitting there on a table of. He was urchins. hired because of his accent. He was hired because it's fucking Charles Dickens. You you throw Michael Caine in there. It's this vision of London where it's the glossy new London. One point they jump off a rooftop and they land on a carriage that was outside a chapel for a wedding and they they <laughs> land and they get off and they go have a great wedding and they run off horrible insanely i mean a, a next level of bad movie i recommend this movie if you're looking for a bad movie like if you want anything from this episode or anything in the razzie nominations please check out twist with all with michael kane it is the worst movie i've seen in a long time it makes no sense a computer wrote it people don't talk the way they talk in this movie they don't <laughs> do the things so it's like the room it just doesn't really make sense so i, I got would... that right off the trailer too so let's watch the trailer what's that i would I, I mean i'm voting for twist i i'm voting for twist with a passion now uh, i am not a razzie's academy member like okay. you and your brother adam but if you were I... you were I, yeah, well, I just, I recommend, I'm just here to advise you, I recommend Twist. So it was 
The Woman in the Window, not a remake. Heron, not a remake of Cruella. Tom and Jerry, not it's a series. Yeah. Space Jam was not a remake. It says arguably. Twist was the only remake. It should win for that reason, too. I I think it might either go to Tom and Jerry or Space Jam or, you know, but I, or no, it's going to go to Woman in the Window, but I, I am voting for, because it is definitely a remake of Oliver Twist and it fails all ways. This was a Sky original, so I guess Sky is the British uh, streaming media giant. So uh, I See Sky TV has Twist trailer, Sky Cinema, one minute and 58 seconds. We're going to watch that trailer. Oh my God, I hate this movie. All right, let's start with the painting. Oh, so I got to tell you the ending. He, they do this like Ocean Eleven espionage, so like the Misfits style, where he sneaks in and he takes the painting that's on auction. And at the end, he says, I replaced it with the picture of my mom, Molly uh, Twist, looking at, at And that they've, so the museum posts it and it becomes a sensation, like a mysterious <laughs> sensation. It's everything is wrong with it. People don't act this way at all. You don't break in, put your own painting in the in the pile, and then the museum puts it on the <laughs> no, wall. It's, it's a hit. It's a hit. No, none of this makes sense. Oh, and then one part where Sykes, the mean woman, has a dog, and she wants the sick balls on the dog, and she's ready to do it, and she turns to Oliver Twist. He goes, would you like some more? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't do it. Are, do you like Sky TV channel? Yeah, let's do it. Just let me know. I'm all I'm all cued. Okay. In three, two, one, go. If singing, dancing, and happy endings is your thing. This is not your movie. Right. So it immediately starts off saying there's no singing or dancing. It's like Michael Mike, Mike Myers cat in the hat. Oh, there's no rhyming. I don't do that. He spray paints. That's the only he spray paints an entire building side. That's Dodge, the Artful Dodger. Look, they're racing. They got the pop music. Hakkor! All Look at this hangout. Batesy the hacker. Batesy, keep hacking. Now, this place that they live at, there's a PlayStation 4 box still in the box on the shelf. Not connected to a TV set. It's just there in the box. Doesn't make any sense. So they're clearly not poor. Uh, I mean, the Artful Dodger and all of them, they were the enforcer? She's a new character, I guess. I don't remember her from the musical. Yeah, so that's the guy from Little Britain. The dog. He is the mark. Oh, I'm an intern. Oh, excuse me, I bumped into you. Everyone bumps into each other. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Look at this. It's not real life. Yeah, they're at the swimming pool. They're on the rooftop. How'd you get on the rooftop of buildings? The cops. It's a, it's an art espionage. Wait a second. She's not from... She's not from Munchies, is she? No, she's from Game of Thrones. I don't know who she is. Oh, she's, she's on the box. She was the sister. Uh, <laughs> well, that was an interesting twist. Please, sir, may I have no more? Well, <laughs> I have no more. 
you what would be yours it would be twist you said yeah yeah I, i'm going to agree with you all right let's go to worst screenplay first choice is the misfits it is stupid it doesn't Absolutely make any sense horrible spread they get away with everything there's no nothing's grounded in there's no repercussions. no repercussions they just still go say we're going to do it maybe he just bumps into his daughter in azerbaijan he's like oh, she planned it all along you do it but she she was at the same room and she bumped into oh yeah, excuse what me, was sir. his reaction and oh, he's meeting you here in another country you try to swipe my wallet well i i learned that from my protege i'm a protege <laughs> hi dad hi honey <laughs> terrible yeah doesn't make any sense Woman in the window. Yeah, it's this is a really hoardy script. This goes on forever. Uh, I enjoyed it. What's what is going on? Karen, written by Coke Daniels, the director. I like this movie. I have no no problem with it at all. Diana the musical. This one was a big deal for me, Carl. It is so tone deaf to do a musical about a tragedy about exploiting this. <laughs> yeah, the paparazzi killed Diana. Is a popular uh, belief. So why would you make a musical that just plays off the exploitation? And they do a paparazzi number in the beginning, the flash bulbs behind her. It will give you epilepsy. Uh, and then, you know, they have them <laughs> at the end. It's just every camp moment of her life, she talks to a gay, ma uh, gay man. Remember, like, she went to, like, a, an AIDS clinic and talked to the, the gay man, young gay man at the time. It was I, I, she was really magnificent in person. She really was. So yeah, absolutely. But Camilla has a lot of airtime in this this musical. She shows up, and it's her side deal. Like she had a husband, but she was fucking uh, Prince Charles for for mm -hmm. decades, and she set this up, and it was going to be a, a good little thing. It, it should not have been written. I would definitely pick this as worst screenplay. However, the last choice is a little film called Twist, which <laughs> my God, I'm telling you, uh, make an exception. This is a phenomenally bad movie. And it's so weirdly written. It's just. Well, do you think sense. I should watch it? If you have an opportunity, I got it from the public library. Okay. So. Yeah, I uh, you texted me the picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's out there. Just, you know, you may not want to pay money for it, but you have the chance to see it. Is that uh, your choice? Yeah, I think so. It's not grounded in reality at all. It doesn't make any sense. And they get away with so much weird stuff. I chose The Misfits because I haven't seen Twist, but I chose The Misfits for the exact same reason you're talking yeah. about. If I had seen Twist, I probably would choose it, right? Yeah, or maybe stick with The Misfits for the same reason. They're both strong contenders. And I would throw in Diane in the musical, which was my choice until I saw Twist. Uh -huh. Worst director. Okay, we are going to a film that I have not seen. I have not seen Dear Evan Hansen. I'm planning to see it this weekend. Uh, it is a okay, musical. I that, right? Now, I go to Amazon. Now, I hate musicals. I hate musicals. I won't watch them. I won't watch them. So I went to Amazon was like $3.99 or maybe even $5.99. And I said, fucking things I do for love. And I clicked, yes, paid my money down the trash. <clears throat> and then he goes, no, 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 no. I was like, what have I done? So <laughs> what I did was I hit the skip thing, you know, skip ahead 10 seconds. So they would start singing and I would skip, skip, skip. And then I would listen to the drama part. And then they would start singing and I would skip. And in between the skips, you catch a second of, that's why I am your mother. And so you sort of get a sense of what the song is. <laughs> I'm your girlfriend. You know, 
So I don't know. It was this. Okay, I hate musicals, but if you like musicals, you might like this because it it does it in the real world. You, do you know what I mean? It isn't a big stage production. Well, it's one of those movie versions of a musical where they use the movie universe to move the cameras around in a real school. Yeah. But they do keep the aspect of having the actor who plays the teenager keep his real show his real age, which is right. like 25 or whatever. Uh, and I, I don't oh. know the original actor, but the guy who plays the lead, not Evan Hansen, but the guy writing the the, the song, Dear Evan Hansen, uh, He's 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 not a teenager in this movie, right? Yeah, like, I, I don't get it. Well, on stage, if you have someone playing a teenager and he's twenty four, you go, okay, I get it. You know, this is a movie musical. Uh, it's better to have an adult do all these heavy lifting, and it, I can suspend disbelief that he's twenty four. But in this musical, he's playing the aspect of teenage life that we all can relate to. But when they do it in the movie, you're like, why is this guy twenty four walking around a high school? And you thought that you looked at this guy and was thought he was older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I have not seen this yet. Hmm? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. And also he, well, I don't know. I never thought that. I thought he was a high school kid, you know, and I thought the other ones were too. And I just think, I don't know if you like musicals, this one was, they, it was art directed different that's the wrong word it was a different mood you weren't in a musical you were in a drama and um it was it? it was endearing um it was a little bit gilding the lily i think you like to say that because it was like um he tells a lie and then he gets like almost caught so he lies a little deeper but it makes them feel good about it. So he's encouraged to do it. And then later he has to reveal his lie. You know, it's that, I mean, that always happens. That happens to Gilligan, right? Yeah, half of the world's, uh, world's greatest dad to Rob Williams, to Mark. Uh, yep. All right, well, I have, uh, so it, this, this movie pops up in the remaining nominations. Uh, but it's for worst director, Stephen do you feel Do you feel that he was the worst director? No. All right. Renny Harlan is the Misfits. Well, do you want to watch the trailer to Dear Evan Hansen? Oh, oh, okay. I have a Universal Pictures, three minutes and 18 seconds. Dear Evan Hamster. German Deutsch. I can't find it. Dear Evan Hamster. Did you say Universal Pictures? Yep. There we go. 22 million views. Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. All right. Let me make sure this thing is pumped. Three, two, one, go. He's got that word going. Word. He's it's writing okay. a letter to himself, okay? Because his therapist told him to do that. He, he is Evan Hansen? Yeah. Oh, but isn't there like a dead kid? There's the guy who's going to kill himself, Connor. But he'll have that letter in his pocket, and they'll think it's a suicide note written to his best friend, Evan Hansen. 
but it's him writing about his lame-ass life. Right. Man, he's a man without Connor. Oh, no, that's the letter. Right. Why did I print it out? He was going to deliver it to his therapist. Is it? He's singing right now, right? With auto tune. Is there a lot of auto tune in this movie? Yeah, and there's Lois Lane. Is it? But she's also the woman in the window. Well, no, she saw. She saw the woman in the window. He is not the woman in the window. Oh, she's the. This is like Amy <laughs> at. Lois Lane is in the movie called Woman in the Window. Super bad. Yeah, Lois Lane is in the movie called. As a different person. She's not the woman in the window, but she's in the movie The Window. How much clearer can I be? Listen, if I could do it over, I wouldn't have watched this movie. But if you like musicals, and it is endearing and touching, and... You don't think the direction um, is like noticeably bad? No. I'll, I'll be asking you about the screenplay and the acting later, but. Oh, look at you, loser. They got the swings. <laughs> I can't do it. Can we stop? Ooh. You're viral. They're trying to raise money. Part of his lie was they went to an orchard together as best friends, and I can't deal. And so they want to buy the orchard. So they have to go fund me page for like a hundred thousand dollars, and his lie gets exposed. I don't know. It's embarrassing. It's cringy moments. Oh, sure. I hated that one. My, my house of lies fell like a house of cards. Now, wait. Julianne Moore aunt was also the woman in... She was the woman in the window. Yeah. She got killed. Yeah. So you, so you were right that... Yeah, that's right. Sorry, the woman in the window. Except she's not Lois Lane, so we can't do the same... Okay. Oh. Man. Okay, I don't know. Uh, I, it was a snore fest, but that's only for Carl. Other people might really like this. Full, full disclosure, I'm going to the public library. There's five copies waiting at the popular <laughs> video library. Uh, they call it popular. Races. Wow. You know, you know, it's a very 70s part of the uh, Los Angeles public library, the downtown uh, brands. They have something called the popular library, where they have the cookbooks and the paperbacks and the videos on the ground floor, so you don't have to go upstairs. Uh-huh, how convenient. It's right there. Yeah, it's the popular library. Well, that's on the popular library. That's Evan Hansen. Oh, my God. I, I don't know if I'm going to be into it. Worst director, Rennie Harlan in The Misfits. Yeah. That would be my choice. I feel like it's a comic book, and at least in that aspect, it was successful. Like, he was able to stitch one scene to the next. So if it's like, we need a shark, cut to a shark. Yeah, but it know. just wasn't... Okay, so you're saying he did his job, but I don't know. He didn't give us a real world, and he showed us wealth and luxury. Right, I don't yeah. know. It was just... It was easy. He's got the leopard being a pet for the sexy lady. Okay, all right. I'm going to... I'm, ta I'm ta uh, 
tabling that because I, I feel like maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Because it wasn't it didn't add up to anything. It was not entertainment. It was no yeah. you know, Ocean Eleven's had at least some grit to it, some some come up and sort of some journey. Coke Daniels is listed as worst director for Karen. But he did fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah, he moved the, he moved the camera around. It was more interesting the shots. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of it was good. The direction was good. The the wife was really funny in it. Uh, the director of Diana the Musical, Christopher Ashley, got named. I don't think this should count. I mean, it was a recording of a play of a of a stage show, right? That's exactly their description. This is the Netflix version, videotape with no audience during the lockdown, which was streaming and steaming on Netflix a month before it opened and bombed on Broadway. It is true. It is a full-on professional production. It is an opportunity to see a full-on professional production shot for the pandemic. However, it's a real dud. It's a real lemon. Of- Any nudity? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe Camilla. Maybe I think, uh, uh, yeah, Prince William shows up. The, um, nothing, no, there's no nudity in this movie. Uh, you, but it's every exploitive thing about Diana. I just wouldn't vote for it because it wasn't really a directed movie. So it's I not a directed movie, but for the artifact that it is, that this fact is a real bomb of a movie, real exploitive camp, and that it was productionally you know, exploitative. Exploitative. I know that's what I've been not saying. So anyway, I, I agree, it's not a movie, but and the direction was just you know it was lifeless. But I'm not a movie. I'm not a theater director critiquer. So. The last director is for the for the movie The Woman in the Window, Joe Wright. Right. I'm I, I'm voting for him. I thought that movie was fine. <laughs> I vote uh, the Misfits, but I I don't get a vote. You see, you are a Razzie's yeah, right. member, and I well, really maybe I agree. That. Like that's the thing; it's a toss up. It's I think The Woman in the Window is leaden, and that he just kind of jumped right in, and it was just like heavy handed, but or not heavy handed, it's just not any air to breathe in that movie and but the misfits well, was this world room. i don't know i just yeah okay no all right yeah maybe i'll do running i'm gonna have to that's a toss-up in my head i still have to see dear evan hansen so i can't decide uh worst screen couple we have some rather uh, comedic takes one of them is jared leto and either his 17 pound latex face his geeky clothes or his accent house of gucci Here's another... Uh... Okay, wait a second. Yeah. I'm mad at the Razzies again. Okay. Uh, this isn't a screen couple. It is. It's his latex face, and then there's his sharing clothes and his accent. It's now, like I know her... these are woke times, but I'm looking for the opposite gender, gender here of Jared Leto. And I don't get that. I got a latex he face. He should be nominated for worst direct uh, supporting actor, and then that should hold it. Uh, then we have... Uh, Ben Platt, who we just saw, and any other character who acts like Platt singing 24-7 is normal in the movie Dear Evan Hansen. Are they right? No, because that's not a screen couple. Now, Ben Platt did have a love interest. It was the sister of the boy who passed away. And Connor's that... Sister? What? Connor's Con- sister. Yeah. Della Connor. And so, therefore, it should have been... I mean, if they're saying a, none of these are couples... Until you get to Tom and Jerry, and they're not a couple. Well, the next uh, non-couple is LeBron James and any Warner Brother character or Time Warner product he dribbles on. Dribbles being a pun because he's a basketball player. Face Jam too. 
They, that's a good point. There's no chemistry between him and any of the animators or any but of But they're the, not couples. They're not love but interest. He, but there's no chemistry between them as a couple. They would be... That they would be... What? She's going to date Tweety Bird? Listen, Razzies. This is right. a bad category. Okay. Then, all right, here's another non-couple. Any klutzy cast member at any lamely... Lamely is not a great term. Linkronized? Linkronized or choreographed musical number. Klutzy and Lamely are not woke. Uh, Diana the Musical. Yeah, I mean, 